Gates. One. It was twilight, and Elder Fjord was travelling through thick forest, alone and on foot. It was common enough for the clergy to travel alone. Their rough-spun woolen habits and cowls identified them as clerics, granting them summa salus, or complete immunity, everywhere the conclave remained sovereign. The elder checked over his supplies, paying particular attention to the rule of parchment. Without this proclamation, his immunity would be of little use, and the men of Vilaven would probably strip him of everything but the immunity and leave him to the wolves. Now, Elder Fjord was the type of man who preferred to assert his better qualities rather than evidence them in any meaningful way. On occasion, he would affect a monastic, authoritative tone which went down well with the credulous. With a more sceptical audience, however, the Elder would vacillate between a kind of cosy humility and straightforward, righteous indignation, depending, of course, on whether he had kept his temper. Now his robes were a twill weave of pewter and indigo, the colours of his order. Otherwise, he travelled to Kalst. Since his time as an acolyte, Fjord had been asked about going barefoot so often that he'd contrived a short sermon, which he hoped would muzzle inquiring minds. After all, he thought, what were the clergy for? My reasons are grave, he would announce severely, for they are the reasons of the gods. My modest flesh endures rips and tears, like the incarnate Ada and Hubris of old. I, I, embody their humility, and you should embody mine. Do so, then, and keep your inane questions to yourself. The elder also found that being difficult to understand impressed the credulous, too. He continued his journey. Another of the elder's affectations was a pronounced limp. In company, he would lean heavily on his cane, a modest affair of untreated blackthorn timber. He liked the ensemble. The shoeless vestments, pious spiel, and exaggerated infirmity had the accumulated effect of painting a very specific picture of a man who could easily be underestimated. In this thick forest, however, Elderfjord was alone, so he held his cane aloft and stepped lightly between the stubborn cones that littered the forest floor. Around him, the conifers rose haughtily toward the twilight sky, refusing to concern themselves with the pretensions of this journeyman preacher. Growing up, Fjord had learned to love the trees for their indifference. In fact, he loved them still. He snatched a lungful of citrus air that smelled just like home. Fjord had learned early in life the pretense could offer some protection. He had endured a harsh upbringing, for example, he and his twin sister were banished from the family farm just after turning twelve. His sister had died since then, a death he'd never really gotten over. No excuse had been offered to the twins when their father evicted them, and they hadn't expected one. Their short lives had thus far been punctuated by their father's prolific violence, although also by their mother's sorry attempts to protect them. When they left that day, Fjord pretended he wouldn't miss his mother. This was his first lesson in pretense and protection. Since then, Fjord had fallen hard in love with the provincial forests of his youth. On the road, he had been forced to develop a more ruthless persona to protect himself and his sister. He had also developed his interest in all forms of weaponry. It was then, as it was now, that he had appreciated the woods' indifference to the things that he had done. It was also a consequence of his early life that Fjord travelled barefoot. In fact, he had never worn or even owned a pair of shoes. 
When he had first arrived at the monastery, he had shunned the leather sandals of the order, finding the endless loops and laces completely incomprehensible. After all, his feet had calloused from years of exposure, and the worn stone of the monastery was a welcome relief after years of bracken and dirt. Sandals were not sacrosanct to the order, but Fjord was the only one to go without them. His choice, therefore, begged an explanation. Furthermore, he would never admit to his brothers and fathers that he wouldn't wear sandals because he found them too confining on those toughened, backwards bastard feet. Hence, he developed his pious sermon. At last, Elder Fjord approached the tree line, now just yards from the north side of the river. It was a wide river, so he would need to continue to move nimbly along the soggy bank until he reached the bridge upstream. The bridge, however, would give him access to the West Trail, which, like the rivers, originated in the West Mountains. Behind the mountains, a stubborn strip of cobalt blue resisted the coming stars. Elder Fjord would reach Vilevin at full dark. He took a final breath, checked for the parchment again, and stepped out from the trees. <laughs>